Hello and welcome to Musicalize Focus with me, Musicalize editor Joe Sparrow, and this is another podcast in the series that digs into the burgeoning Web3 spaces, new concepts, ideas and conventions, and how they relate to the music business. Web3, as a reminder, is a bit of a sea change in how we use the internet, with a wave of new, often complex technologies related to the crypto, decentralized and NFT space, and it bundles in the metaverse and more as well, of course. Now, these shows are designed to break down one concept at a time uh, in the Web3 space with the help of people who've been there, done it and sold the virtual merchandise already. So shortly we'll be joined by Max Shand, founder of the music NFT platform Serenade, who's going to talk about what a longer-term music NFT landscape will look like and what opportunities there are for artists, labels, rights holders, and live performers as well. Now, what is the Music Ally Focus podcast? Well, Music Ally provides an analysis-rich guide to the music business, and each of these focus episodes analyzes one meaningful music business story at a time. This podcast will be quick too. It should only take a quarter of the time that David Rush of Idaho is able to balance an object on his nose. David balanced what is described rather obliquely as, quote, an object, but from photos, it looks like a pool cue, uh, on his nose for one hour, 43 minutes and 25 seconds in 2020. Now, talking of keeping something up in the air for longer than you'd imagine possible, the NFT bubble has not popped as some people predicted, but it has deflated dramatically since its stonktastic peak in early 2021. NFTs, having been something that raised millions of dollars overnight, have now settled into something more affordable, practical, and dare we say it, mundane. So we wanted to chat to someone who's partnered with lots of music industry institutions and artists to find out more. So let's go over to our interview with Max Shand of music NFT platform Serenade. Uh, so Max, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're here to talk about NFTs and music. Now, as speaking as the editor of Music Ally, um, if I never have to read another breathless press release about NFTs and music ever again, that would be fine. But we're here to talk about it in a more sort of perhaps um, realistic and thoughtful way. We've gone through an unprecedented hype cycle with NFTs from uh, like the, the explosive get rich quick start about a year ago, wild amounts of money being connected with musicians who were selling visual NFTs. Then there was a sort of, I'll call it a huge bandwagon jumping moment where everybody realized that this was the new technology and maybe there was some money to be made and hundreds of artists leapt aboard. And now we're finally sort of entering a, a, a calmer sort of stage of where we're starting to see actual useful implementations of NFT technology for artists who are perhaps not able to or not interested in selling gifts for millions of dollars. You know, they want to do something more in line with, with their artistry, for instance. So we're here to have a chat about this sort of um, more nuanced, thoughtful, long-term applications of this technology and um, in a sort of understandable way. You know, you've got a background that combines music and technology and, and, and can talk about it like that. So we've asked Max to clarify and uh, via his company Serenade, he has partnered with various music industry entities like uh, Hypnosis and the Brits to create accessible, fan-friendly NFTs. Thanks for joining us, Max. You initially launched Serenade as a means to help artists, I think, if, if I'm right in thinking, on the sort of fan clubby director fan side of things which is of course director fan is a huge element of in the music industry right now particularly for diy artists so can you tell us how nfts line up with that vision of of director fan relationships and selling things yeah so from day one 
uh, I was motivated by the mission of helping artists derive new revenue streams by delivering all experiences to fans. Um, we initially did this through a personalised musical performances model, but then through feedback we received from artists, such as we as artists want to create one thing for many. We want those one things um, that sell to many to then have a life after the fact where they can still keep um, generating revenue for me like a stream. We want full creative licence and we want to learn the identities of our super fans so we can avoid the kind of awful expensive algorithms of Facebook and Instagram. Um, all of that feedback led me to discover NFTs as a way to solve the artist's dilemma. Uh, and so when we talk about kind of fan clubs and, and the behaviours that fan clubs serve from the kind of 50s and 60s of Elvis up to now, um, it's the same thing of intimate relationships between artists and fans, allowing people to peer behind the scenes uh, NFTs allow you to do that because as an artist, when you sell an NFT to a fan, you're forging this um, kind of immutable relationship. There's also visibility where an artist can see um, who has bought their NFTs. And so there's this whole level of acknowledgement uh, that has never really uh, appeared in the relationship before. Uh, and uh, as a lifelong music fan, I'll have to say that two years ago, I acquired the full fan club materials of orchestral maneuvers in the dark. Uh, and the thing that I loved about kind of peering through everything from just wonderful letters from Andy to the to his fans to just their Christmas cards uh, was it's the everyday lovely things. It's the stuff that happens behind the scenes that fans want to see. And I think what NFTs do really well is they help justify a whole new world of content that hasn't had a commercial format before. Uh, and so lots of the applications of NFTs that we will see going forward will be things that just enhance this intimate relationship between artists and fans, uh, but then also connect fans with other fans um, by fact of that shared relationship as well. This idea of direct-to-fan is something which has really blossomed in the last couple of years in parallel to NFT technology in a sense, because you, you can artists are embracing direct-to-fan um, relationships and business models that don't involve NFTs. You know, they can do it in many, many different ways. And those platforms have matured recently and allowed them to do it. So it's, it's quite a sort of serendipitous moment for NFTs that on one hand, artists are looking to do that. And there's also this new option like, that you just described that feeds into that. A very common thing that artists say or artists teams say to me is that they're looking to own the data, own the relationship mm. and monetize that. And, and that is what you're just describing. NFTs allow you to access to that data, but it also allows all these other intricate, your fan on fan relationships and, and, and all this kind of stuff. So what does NFT technology offer? That, can you give any examples of perhaps that kind of specific behavior? You know, you went out and probably, I'm guess, scoured eBay and bought I uh, you are right. this, this or, or, I mean, orchestral maneuvers in the dark stuff. I'll, I'll be honest, I did the same thing with, um, I, over many years, bought all of the Beastie Boys Grand Royal right. magazines. And so, like, I, I, I feel your pain. Yeah. Um, but what, what, what sort of behaviors could um, NFTs provide? Like, what, what, could, what could that look like as fan behavior? Um yeah, so how wonderful would it be if I, as a fan, was recognised for being in the top 10 fans of my favourite artist and then my favourite artist can then reward me for how involved I am in their fan club with 
um, something like an airdrop, which is a free contribution of, uh, of an NFT to just a group of people, say that is the top 10. Or um, if there's been a wonderful performance in Brighton uh, and the artist wants to say thank you to those Brighton fans, you can deliver something direct to them because you've forged all of these ties where you know who your fans are. Uh, you can also um, kind of embrace fan-to-fan behaviours of fans communicating with each other, sharing content. Um, that's the wonderful thing about uh, NFTs. But um, to compare it again to the experience of um, a traditional fan club, a traditional fan club is a subscription model where I buy, um, I buy content on a monthly basis. Um, the artist is expected to provide content on a monthly basis. That creates a huge burden for artists because they're expected to deliver something every month and therefore they're treated as influencers, not artists always. Um, and so that's quite exhausting. Um, then a fan is always expected to pay something every month and is caught in a cycle of, of consumption irrespective of where their kind of appetite is at. Uh, what an NFT does is it gives that same commercial outcome to an artist where every fan-to-fan sale creates that recurring revenue back to the artist uh, and to a fan you know that if you're buying an nft you're getting something which has life after the fact uh, it is your kind of entry point into that community but you can pass it on in the future and you might even make a return on that if you've kind of have supported an artist who other people love as well and so you're also incentivized to be a bigger advocate to be um, a loud voice in that artist community because as you vocalize your passion, then that should hypothetically improve the performance of that NFT in the future. Burnout is something that artists are more vocally talking about. And um, that's one of the consequences of, of not just the, 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 the pandemic, but also this shift in direct to fan is that it's, it's great having a direct relationship with your fans. But if you're expected to be uh, churning content out all the time how, you know, how do you have time to be an artist and, and that's an interesting balance which I guess we're in the process of sorting out and and like you say maybe a not the, the non-committal nature of or non-sort of regular committal nature of NFTs allows allows artists to still give the fans what they want just to um, respond to that directly lots of the artists that we speak to often say that they feel more like t-shirt manufacturers than musical artists uh, and um, and that is exhausting when every time you want to release a new merch drop, you're expected to be the ones, are the one to very aggressively push that to your audience. Um, the great thing about NFTs is as your collections start to perform, you have more people who are behind those, um, behind the ownership of those products and then become your salespeople. They're the ones that kind of push you, promote you, advocate on your behalf. Whereas if I buy a Depeche Mode t-shirt on eBay, no money ever goes back to Depeche Mode and that transaction is over. Well, let's talk about selling things then. The, the initial buzz around music and NFTs was mostly around, in the music industry, was mostly around music artists, often ones who had a prior interest in Web3 technologies and had a community around it, selling visual art in, in a rapidly expanding bubble for huge amounts of money. Um, we all know the names of those artists and, and they made huge headline transactions and, and good for them, I guess. But do you think that's distracted people in the music industry from the 
the true use of NFTs for musicians. You're the kind of things you just mentioned are long-term long ecosystem stuff, not selling a, 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 a GIF of a, totally. a beautiful animation for $3 million. Yeah, what, what, what I'm passionate about creating in the music industry is um, that same kind of those same behaviors around collecting that were in a much more physical world. So when you um, collected records and posters and cassettes and whatever it is, um, and that was your physical relationship to that artist and it, it created a more colorful relationship beyond just a stream. Uh, and so what NFTs have the potential to do in the long run is help people establish their digital record collections, uh, which tell different stories about an artist, which mean that you can be more heavily plunged into the kind of creative journey of an artist rather than just relying on what they put out on DSPs. Uh, and so that's where I think a lot of the long-term value in terms of the product suite will be. Uh, but I think um, a lot of the value for um, artists and fans is in those intimate relationships that will form through the technology when you know each other's identities, when you can communicate with each other, um, when your fandom can be assessed based on artist-friendly stats. Um, that's the really exciting stuff going forward. Uh, I think all of the um, headline-catching numbers were wonderful because what they were were kind of lots of money going to some wonderful artists, but most people don't have loads of money. Um, and most artists shouldn't want to make their businesses from selling things for loads of money. Um, they should be thinking about how can I create uh, opportunities for all of my fans to engage with my work. And that's why in the long term, there will be models like Serenade of affordable, accessible NFTs that don't ask you to be a technical expert and know everything about the blockchain, that don't expect you to pay more in gas fees um, than you expect to pay for your product in total, uh, and that don't do it with any compromises um, to environmental sustainability. And those three kind of pillars have been some of the core focuses of Serenade over the past two years. And just to hop in here, if you're finding this useful and you uh, crave more of this kind of news and trusted analysis waiting for you in your inbox every morning, please head on over to musically.com slash subscribe. If you're part of an indie label, you're an artist manager, you're an employee of a CMO or a publisher, you may well be eligible for one of our sponsored complimentary subscriptions too. So what more encouragement do you need? It's musically.com slash subscribe. Okay, let's head back over to the interview with Max. My next question was going to be, what is a good music NFT? But I think you've sort of answered that in that it's it's a lot more new, it's a lot more um, multi-layered than that. You can you can navigate your own as a musician, you can navigate a path through, and it's whatever your um, community wants to to sustain itself as a community. But at the moment, there's a separation between music consumption and NFT and NFTs and that fan community, right? So you go to NFT, you go to a DSP and you stream the music and then you go over here and you support the artist whether it's merchandise physical merchandise or nfts or tickets or whatever do you see a conflation of that where nft um some sort of nft implementation for artists actually happens within the nft so you can you could like you say you could if taylor swift whose fans i believe are very enthusiastic about being taylor swift fans but I, could you i have heard that yeah I've, it's i know i read it on the internet somewhere but I, could you see a future where like an artist could have like their top top 10 fans on their DSP page and then they're sort of celebrated in that community? 
Yeah, I, I have no doubt that there will be a conflation of um, streaming and more products over time. I think um, Spotify's relationship to Shopify is a very clear signal to that effect. Uh, I think people are working on ways to engage with NFTs through streaming um, platforms, and I'm um, very excited about that. Uh, but I think there's a more um, kind of nuanced conflation beyond the actual bringing of the product together that's already happened, which is that as an artist, if you put out an NFT, you're creating a moment for yourself and you're triggering your fans to think more actively of you. And then they will dive into your streaming. They will dive into your catalog. And so you are able to overcome kind of any people forgetting about you or moving on to the next shiny thing because through an NFT, you've created a moment. And that's um, one of the most exciting things about NFTs for musicians is that your performance going forward is so reliant on your ability to create um, kind of torch lights on your catalog. And NFTs allow you to do that when chances are you're only going to produce an album every two years. So you need to have as many tools at your disposal to effectively excite fans in the meantime. It sometimes feels hard to get a full handle on NFTs, full and true usefulness. We're under an avalanche of hype and it's um, incentivized hype. You know, pe people who want to talk positively about NFTs, are, I'm not talking about you here, Max, present company excluded, but um, in general, you know, they're, they're incredibly enthusiastic about, they're bullish on NFT technology. And but that's because they, they, of course, are involved in it some way and so it, by enthusiastically uh, prioritizing for um nfts they're increasing the value of ownership that they have in that space right that's that's the sort of complication of, of, of one of the complications of discussing nfts and, and the and the and the hype around it is marketing led the value is linked to some of these nfts very directly to marketing so any critical questioning from some people is shut down as FUD, you know, fear, uncertainty and doubt, and you're tr trying to sort of uh, go against this this revolutionary technology. You know, if we can leave all that aside for a moment, we've talked about the positives. What are the, the, the negatives of working with NFTs or potential negatives, whether that's on impact in the way that an artist works? You know, you've mentioned that you know, some artists say they feel like T-shirt manufacturers. Um, is, is there an, maybe an equivalent of that? for nfts or does it put pressure on an artist in a different way or how does it how might how, what what how could someone get it wrong and 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 make things harder for themselves yeah so I, first i do want to um deal with some of those negatives because it's important to isolate the negatives and work out kind of how to shine light on all the positives uh the the negatives are that um artists feel um well, the, the, the industry is, is averse to these hype-driven products, which apparently have no value beyond um, the hype surrounding them. Uh, now, I feel like that is very much a set of behaviours contained to um, odd animations when there's no emotional attachment to the work. It's all speculative. It's just trading on a stock market with pictures. Uh, that, that said... When, you're, when you are able to buy affordable merchandise from an artist um, that now has the added um, value of being in a new format, which is more creatively um, uh, liberating or free, um, that is um, giving you something that has 
um, a link to a liquid market such that, you know, if you're spending kind of $100 on that limited edition T-shirt at a show, now you've actually got a way to dispose of it quickly and effectively um, without having to go through the hassle of photographing it and posting it on eBay. Um, and you have the ability to show it off in a place that you increasingly are, which is online, which is on social media, which um, is really wherever you take your phone or laptop. Um, that's really powerful and that's not particularly um, outrageous. It's not um, out there in terms of a use case. It's just building a record collection online. Uh, and so uh, in terms of how artists feel about producing NFTs, the wonderful thing about having built um, a few different uh, direct-to-fan products uh, over the last few years is that I have a set, I, I, I can tell you that in the past, I have worked with artists on selling goods that they didn't really want to sell um, because they weren't as creatively exciting as NFTs are. Artists love producing NFTs, um, not because they're all kind of um, closeted crypto fans, um, but because they love the thought of after decades of thinking about how much they can price their deluxe box set at, they now can get creative with all the different dimensions of a product. Um, length, time, length, sound, visuals, uh, quantity of reach, what it means if you're going to do things um, kind of one after another, have a whole rollout plan over a year, over several years, over just a few weeks. There are all of these fun things to play with. And I think um, that excites artists, but then that is also the challenge because it is far more um, I know, green fields and, and open then, um, then products generally are in the music industry. And so um, it takes a lot of consideration and excitement can often get the better of some people uh, and they can throw too much on a plate and then fans don't always understand it. Uh, and so it's very important that you contain your excitement directed towards some simple offerings that fans will understand because it's new for fans uh, and uh, you need to take them on that journey with you. Uh, so I guess that's the that's the the positive of NFTs with the negative of I guess how you navigate through this early stage of um, the business. Uh, and then I, I will say that a a negative still for artists on their journey uh, is that um, whilst artists really believe in NFTs and the technology underlying underlying it, which is so artist friendly. Um, you as an artist can sometimes be um, brought in with uh, under the same banner as some of those scary, hype-driven, um, speculative, uh, unenvironmentally friendly projects, which is so foreign to those artists, so against the grain of their brand, that sometimes they get a bit of slack from fans in a way which is really unsavory and unpleasant. Uh, and so um, artists need to be very clear um, with their fans, what their objectives are and be a part of that educational process because this is technology which has the ability to transform the lives of artists by creating a scalable alternative to like a T-shirt manufacturer. Um, but, but it's certainly early days and artists need to be prepared to take their, their fans on a ride, to take their fans on a journey, which ultimately gives them a lot more value as fans um, and has the ability to unlock more creativity for the artist in the long run. Are there, I mean, this is quite broad, a broad question, but are there some artists who NFTs just don't work for? Are there, do you ever speak to artists and say, look, I, I think looking at your fan base, they're probably not interested. 
So I think you, to answer that question, you have to think about what is the objective of putting out an NFT. Uh, so lots of the headlines suggest that the sole objective is making a quick buck, and that's not the case um, because lots of artists are using NFTs as a new format for creativity. And so there are some artists that do not have the potential to generate millions of dollars from an NFT drop, you know, hats off to kind of anyone who proves me wrong, but, um, but sometimes there might be a um, audience age or demographic, which suggests that, or just, or an artist brand that is um, somewhat inconsistent with an NFT drop. Um, but then there's the other clear, clear objective, um, which is, uh, promoting your creativity, uh, which is having a new format for producing art, uh, which is engaging fans in that art. And so even for artists who might not be um, Web3 native, um, generally electronic artists, um, they have the ability to broaden their creative palette through NFTs to reach fans in a new way. Uh, and, and that works. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say that there's anyone omitted from this journey. It's just um, what you hope to achieve with it. Um, I would say um, that um, generally I get asked the question of what NF what should I put out as an NFT? What is a good NFT product? Um, and the answer to that is one which isn't particularly clear and therefore not always um, welcome, uh, which is that it's just things that are authentic and genuine to you as an artist. Um, and so if you put out something which naturally links to what you usually release what your values are, how you address your fans, then fans will receive it well um, and it will start your entry point into this new world. And what, one more question about the fan perspective. You've, you've worked with lots of artists now at, at Serenade and prior to Serenade. When you talk to artists, how you mentioned this, how important to them is the environmental uh, their environmental concerns because like you said if you, i've you, we've seen it online you know artists being sh you know brigaded and shut down on on twitter because they've you know, they're selling nfts as part of their ticketing or something like that and you know the the response is extreme either extremely positive or or very negative and, and often those concerns are from the fans it seems it seems to be around environmental concerns now you know everything that's every all merchandise that's produced has an environmental f uh, footprint that can and uh, you know let's, let's be honest about that but of course anything that is um blockchainified has a, a directly addressable environmental footprint right? we can measure the carbon footprint exactly so how 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 often do you hear that, those concerns when you talk to artists every artist conversation um at some point um, the environmental cost is is addressed. And that's why when we can say that you would have to produce 197,000 Serenade NFTs to equal the carbon footprint of a single 12-inch vinyl, we make a lot of friends. Um, artists are obviously extremely mindful of what their audiences want. They've built their careers around their audiences. Um, they are mindful that their fans um, care about the environment. Um, most of the artists that we work with are deeply um, passionate about their um, environmental uh, footprint, given they're the ones who have to go on tours that have a huge carbon footprint. They're the ones that have to produce vinyl to make a living, T-shirts that to make a living uh, and these are the things that have the greatest environmental um, cost today uh, and so artists want to do whatever they can to reduce their footprint and that's why 
working with Serenade on environmentally sustainable NFTs, uh, they see as a wonderful alternative to both other forms of NFTs, but then also physical merchandise because they can actually um, influence a improvement of, the, of their kind of net carbon footprint with a gradual shift from physical to digital. Finally, then, we're in this period of shift where, like you said, the technology is new, the use cases are fuzzy, you know, and artists perhaps don't have precedent. Like you said, that's the classic awkward answer. Well, you have to just do whatever's authentic to you and you know, you know your fans. And sometimes they don't know. You know, They don't know what how that would fit with NFTs. So if you sort of look forward a little bit, a couple of years, five years, what, what does a music industry from a fan's perspective or an artist's perspective look like that has, what does that industry look like if it has successfully incorporated NFTs? What's, what's the daily, day-to-day experience of a fan and an artist when NFTs are sort of saturated? I think a fan has the ability to have a more vivid, wonderful, or wonderful is a, a very kind of empty word, um, a, a colourful relationship to an artist which is split across um, more platforms of consumption but held in a central location like a wallet. Um, where you can listen to music, you can engage um, with an artist, you can speak to other fans, you have the ability to get really exciting opportunities to meet artists and feel a closer connection to them. I think all of these technologies, um, as we spoke about earlier, will converge um, and there will be a completion that will give uh, additional value to each individual product. Uh, That's really how I see it. I I see a real re-emergence of small communities of support. Uh, I think um, it's um, perfect that alongside trends towards independence, you've got um, a tool that allows for more financial independence alongside creative independence. Uh, and I think that is only on an accelerating trajectory. All right. Um, Max Shand from Serenade, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. Huge thanks again to Max Shand of Serenade. And we'll put some links uh, beneath this podcast so you can go and check out some of the work he's been doing uh, and uh, some of the blog posts that they've been publishing about the future of the NFT music space. And if you found that useful, please share this podcast on with someone who you think will also get something out of it. And if you want to get in touch with me, my email address is joe at musically.com. It's always great to hear from you. We also have a free weekly email called The Knowledge, which rounds up a soupçon of the best analysis, news, marketing insight and skills from Music Ally. So sign up and instantly you'll be a better person and more attractive to anyone you desire to find you attractive. Links are in the description as always. Uh, So thank you for joining us here on Music Ally Focus. We'll be back soon with a new podcast next week and we'll be running this Web3 series of podcasts over the next few months as well. So that's it from me, Joe Sparrow, Music Ally's editor. And until next time, farewell.